Do you know what Marvin the Martian sounds like? Yeah. Hang on. I'm, you can tell me if I sound like Marvin <laughs> oh the Martian. There's supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Does that sound kind of like Marvin the Martian? Yeah. Cool. Hey, this is the Commander Kuko Podcast, episode 299. I'm Brando. I'm here with Reiner. We're going to finish off the arc of breaking the mold of the mono-white deck that tries to do everything. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole bunch <laughs> is going down, including my ability to do that intro. Man, it took me like 17 tries. Oh, man, that was a bad one. That was, that was, that was way harder than it sounded. Peek behind the curtain. We'll be flashers for a minute. Uh-huh. Usually, you get it on the first try. Yeah. Usually, you get it on the first try. Today? No. 18. No, yeah, like 22 <laughs> takes, man. And it, but we got one that we're happy with, and that's what's important. But what's going down? Whole bunch is going down. We're going to finish off the arc of, I'm trying to say it, and I can't even remember. can't even remember. Because I tried it so many times, it doesn't make any sense anymore. Arc of breaking the mold. With the mono white deck, got tons of submissions. We're going to do a listener selected list. We're going to get to that in just a minute. We've got some stories to tell, some people to thank, some updates to give. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. Their source for all your gaming needs. Wow, enthusiasm. It's what I have. Yeah, Brando's up till three with F.U. Smitty, F.U. Jesse. F.U. Clayton. F.U. Clayton. Haven't seen that guy in like a thousand years. I know, and F.U. Giant Ben. He's got a big beard now, and the bottom of it is gray. The Whoa. Yeah, like the part growing out of his face is black. He's got like a but fade. But the bottom of it is gray, yeah. You know like, how guys get like their hair faded? When I when I looked at it initially, it's like, did you, did you like dip it in something? <laughs> did you dip it in paint? Well, yeah, because he has... Like dark hair. Yeah. Hair doesn't gray like that, does it? I suppose. On mass, like where like his whole beard has like a gray bottom. It's so weird. Maybe he's just turning into Gandalf. Maybe. Bendelf. That doesn't sound as good. No, it sounds kind of dirty. Like, yeah, I wouldn't Google that actually. Just Bendelf. Like, yeah. I'm gonna give him the old Bendelf. Exactly. That's why <laughs> we're not Googling it. I'm sure has something to do with a stick and a ring that's too small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Swelling mm-hmm. as yep. a result. Yeah, can't nope. get it off. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, nobody wants anything to do with any of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of maybe something, let's change the subject to something that you do want something to do with. Commander Cookout Podcast. Yes. Well, I was going to say business daddy CCO Spring will get you five percent off stuff that you do want to have something to do with. Oh yeah, like yeah. cards you're going to buy anyway. Save yeah. some money, support the show. Yes, that's so important to do that. That you should. That you should. Do it. Save money in today's economy? What? That's the that's like the joke that's going around because everything is expensive now. Yeah. But not as expensive when you use CCO Spring to buy shit that you're gonna buy anyway. That's a good idea. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how expensive stuff would be if they raised minimum wage? That's the joke. Lol, because it's fucking expensive already. <laughs> <laughs> man, I got a I got oh, a, man. I got an order from Fusion this week. Oh yeah. Did you I, use CCO Spring promo code? Sure did. Save myself like three bucks. Oh, that's pretty good. I, you know what I bought though? What'd you buy? Now keep in mind, I bought I bought I bought eight cards. Oh. Eight cards. And I saved three bucks, five percent. Five of those cards were mana batteries. Mana batteries. Yeah, but like of different colors? Yeah, I got one of each color. But <laughs> Fusion only had like OG printings. They were all like Five and six bucks each. Oh, oh, oh. are they? Are they from? 
Are they not Ice Age? Are they that like alliances they... or something? They're they're is old. That what it is? It'll be on the screen. Yeah, they'll big, be on the screen. Big, but... big shout out to to Joe. Yeah, but I got some cool like black bordered ones. I'm pretty pumped about them. I'm gonna put one of them into a Traxa, and then I just wanted the other ones because I don't even I know what they do. Neat. I just know that there are cards and they're a cycle. They they cost four. They tap for a color or a charge counter. And then you can take as many charge counters as you want as you want off of them to add additional mana. Oh. I just I, I'm figuring I would try one of them out just to, yeah. to see how it goes because you can proliferate it exactly. Yeah, so I got a little I got a couple of flex spots in a track. So that maybe, maybe we'll have to do the 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 four drop mana rock special. <laughs> hey, big shout out to everybody who liked that. There was it was it was a it was a patron and Discord suggestion that that we do a top five and five on it, and we just kind of were just talking. In Discord, and I thought, hey, why? Like, there's a ton here. Let's mm-hmm. let's do a whole show on it, and people yeah. liked it. So cool. So maybe we'll do a four, and there's like, there's like two cards that cost five that are mana rocks, right? <laughs> yeah, and there's like some two, two. Maybe we just don't do a two on principle. Oh hell no, <laughs> no. It's the, the the top five in five of the watch us on YouTube because they're great. Subscribe. You're watching anyway. The top five in five two drop mana rocks are like Ruby Medallion, Jet Medallion, Sapphire Medallion, Emerald Medallion, and whatever the white one is. Oh, don't That's you mean it. diamonds? You ever you ever been thrown out a window? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. <laughs> you ever get killed? <laughs> yeah, you, ever, you ever been murdered? No. Have you ever been murdered by me? No. Oh, okay, well. Keep wait. saying diamond then. Yeah, just keep talking about <laughs> diamonds are good, you jerk. So well, what? So what are we doing today, Ryan? We're, speaking we're... of good, yeah. Speaking of good, we've got some. We've got some good people to shout out. We've got a pack to give away. We've got. We've got some biznatch. So let's okay. get to the pod. The podcasting business. Okay. First, let's give away last week's boosty pack. Mm-hmm. For guessing, um, I got it. Kodama of the West Tree. Yes. Is, is is who we did last week. Yes. And the Kodama guesser. There was a lot of wrong guesses. Which I appreciate when there's wrong guesses because it means people are going out on a limb or that we didn't give very good hints. It's funny because he's a tree. (laughs) What? Kadama. Limb. Tree limb. We went out on a limb. Oh. (laughs) Come on, man. I was up late too, okay? (laughs) (laughs) The winner. The winner. Booster pack winner from the onion bag. Straight from the onion bag, mind you. Colton McCarthy. Yeah. That might be a real name. Yeah. It might be. I think that it is. It's Jenny McCarthy's brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So big big shout out. You know how to get at us. Best way if if like I he's in the Discord, so you can get at us in the Discord, but commandercookout at gmail.com works good because then either of us will see it. Yeah. And we'll know that we gotta do it. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. So second update. Second update. Last month's patron sign up gifts have been either sent out if they're CCO stickers. Uh-huh. They've been sent out if they're booster packs for the booster pack game. Okay. And or if they're Brando token or proxies, they've been sent to Brando for creation. For for doing. I will start them this week and they should be out by the end of the week. Excellent. Yes, yes. So if you want a CCO sticker, we're going to get to the new ones in a second. Or if you want a Brando token, proxy, alter, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash commander cooker podcast. That's not the URL. CCO podcast. CCO podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. make it easy, hey? And just keep it easy. C- yes. We should have just made it CCOP. No. But, but that's probably taken everywhere already. And it sounds kind of not, the, I don't know, I don't like C-C-O-P. it. CCOP. It doesn't roll <laughs> off the, the tongue very well. CCOPP? CCOPC. CCOP rolls off the tongue real good if you're into that because there's no kink shaming in the nation. But CCOP, the word, 
just doesn't sound. <laughs> you know, it sounds like we're some kind of like, I don't know, shitty intergovernmental organization is what that sounds like to me. Oh yeah, hey, right. I, I had to, I got busted by the CCOP last night for not doing my taxes. Yeah, we're like a like a. I don't know, just some kind of one of those middle management groups that doesn't need to be there. And yeah. we're just like a level of bureaucracy that nobody appreciates because like it doesn't need to like F U Lara on the Discord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, we, we kinda need her though. I don't know. That place would fall apart without her. I don't know. It would just be more disheveled. Yeah. That's fine. That seems very CCO. Yeah. Okay, speaking of new stickers, speaking of kink shaming, we got the new stickers up (laughs) on the website. They're available. You head on over to commandercoco.com slash store if you want to support the cast in any way, shape, or form other than subscribing on YouTube or liking or upvoting or telling your friends about us, (laughs) which are all free. If you don't want to become a patron, or if you do, or if you are, you can head on over to the store because we've got the, the, the... Rule zero is my fetish. Yep. Sticker, which I love because it includes a zipper mask. <laughs> Take that f- however you'd like it. But uh, I think the point is, is we want to demonstrate that people in the nation are honest and upfront and like discussing the the creative elements of their deck and, and making sure that everybody has a good time. And having funny stickers on their deck boxes. And if we can do it with a funny sticker. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to wear a zipper mask to the next Magic Fest, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to judge. Although I might judge because you can't really see out of those things, I'd assume. So, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, I like how you dropped the I'd assume in there. (laughs) It's very visual. He knows. Game. Like, it's a, you know, there's not a lot of, like, Braille and stuff. And having somebody behind you reading what all your cards are would be a disadvantage. With a leash on you? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that would get in the way, probably, too, because you'd be moving your arms around. Anyway, the I point want. is, you can get stickers and stuff at the store, and if you want to get the spice rating stickers, you can let everybody know how fucking kick-ass and spicy your deck is, you can use the brand new spice calculator on the website. There it is. It's right on the main page. You just have to scroll down a little bit. It's on the main page, and you just download it. <clears throat> Sorry. We're working on getting that written right into the site, but I don't know how to do that, so F.U. Smitty or, or Lara is going to have to... Do it for me. <laughs> have you have you told them that? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, I just haven't physically seen them. And I would have done it last night with F.U. Smitty at his house with you. Yeah. But my brother was over. So instead of doing any of that, I just had a barbecue and drank a bunch of beer and apple cider. And then my wife fell down the stairs. We <laughs> <laughs> say it like it's a joke, but she hurt her butt. Well, she's, she's fine. Yes. Like, I saw her physically today walking around. She's fine. Yes. Yes. But all the apple cider got spilled Whoa. on the walls, on the carpet, on the floor. It's a travesty. Yeah. I had to eat carpet to get all the apple cider. <laughs> Just kidding, I didn't. Anyways, who are we doing today? Oh my god! Oh lord! Okay, should we start with the fucking bad one or the the okay one? Let's start with the okay one. Uh, We're doing a chroma visitor of Ixador. That's Bugachroma. <laughs> visitor. Visitor Vision. of Ixador. I'm gonna. I. I said it. I'm going to stand Here, by it. This is it. She's a 6-6 six, six flying first strike vigilance trample for white, white, five at the beginning of each combat until the end of turn. Each other creature you control gets plus one, plus one if it has flying or first and first strike or and or double strike death touch. If it has keywords, it gets plus one, plus one per a list of keywords. Wow. So pretty good. Cost seven. Not too bad. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus one for each keyword they have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're playing, like, cards with keywords. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, we'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> Here, well, let's, let's look at the next card. Maybe yeah. it will have several keywords. Uh, it's 
Levio Oathsworn Sentinel. Which it's Levio. Levio? That's Harry Potter joke. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that's, that was the joke going over my head. I've seen every movie except Harry Potter 1. <laughs> uh, it's a 2-2 two, two for 2. Human Knight, White 1. Choose another target creature. Its controller may exile it with an Aegeus counter on it. May exile. What the fuck? And this card is so bad. White two tap. Return all exiled cards with the GS counters on them to play under their owner's control. Isn't it Aegis? Have I been saying that wrong the whole time? There's all kinds of ways you can say it. That's how I chose to today. I'm so sticking with it. We pay two. Pay two. Exile a thing. Yep. And then we can go three tap. Return all the things. Yeah. So we can potentially protect them by exiling them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like we're just playing partner commanders because they're both white. Uh-huh. So we can have two commanders. Uh-huh. One to control, one to beat. We have one to like try and help us win the game and one to not. Well, strategically, that would have some benefits. Yeah, there's there's a strategic element to that, I suppose. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Gary Halfwit submitted this deck. Yep. Gary Hewitt. Is that just big? <laughs> That's his name on the Discord. That's, Gary Halfwit, yeah. It's the name we have given him. Yeah. He submitted this deck all the way from the UK. Cool. Yeah, he lives a long ways away. And I think before we break the mold of mono white, we have to say, <laughs> what does white do? And the answer is twofold, I think. <laughs> it does everything. Because white can do everything. Yeah. But it also does nothing. Yeah. Because every other color does it better. Yeah. So if you're playing white and any other color, you... Why would you use the white analog to do anything? Just cut the white. Just cut it. The only... Th- and I mean, we're going to get people... We're gonna Swords get and th- path. That's Swords it. and path and then like destroy enchantments if you're, yeah. pl- if you're partnering it with black. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, right, maybe red. But red and black can remove other stuff. Yeah. Just as effectively as white, even though like it's like two 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 mana instead of one mana. Yeah. I don't think that that's a big deal. Yeah. So white can do everything, but it also does nothing. Yeah. Unless it's mono white. Is that the mold? Is that like the 10,000 foot view of the mold? I guess so. And and people say, well, white can't draw cards. It actually, yeah. it can. Yeah, white can draw cards. It can. White get... can't get you card advantage. Yeah, it can. Sure, it can. We've talked about white like this yeah. on the show in the past. Yeah. Now today's deck with with Livio and Acroma, it beats and it controls. <laughs> yeah, it sounds bad, eh? <laughs> These guys are way down on EDHtrack.com yeah, too. Like way. Oh down. yeah, I'm very excited to see it's. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah. Here's my first note. If we if we do the ten thousand foot view of of white as a color. Uh-huh. Here's the 10,000 foot view of this deck. It draws cards. Uh-huh. It reanimates, so it does graveyard stuff. Uh-huh. It ramps. It bounces slash controls. Uh-huh. It does everything. Uh-huh. But what doesn't it do, Ryan? It doesn't do anything, anything. really good. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And it, like we... <laughs> we know that we're kind of memeing on white and we're memeing on breaking the mold, but... I, well, we're breaking I, the mold and everybody says white can't do anything, so we found a white deck that does actually everything. It doesn't do it very well, but it does do everything. So maybe we can just use... We're basically playing a green deck. Hey! A really bad green deck. <laughs> 
Maybe we can use this episode. This is what I was thinking. Maybe we can use this episode to both demonstrate why white might not be as good as other colors, even though it can do all the same stuff. And also demonstrate how it does stuff that people say that it can't do. Do you think we can do that? Do you think we can pull it off? Of course we can. We're very good at this. Oh, We're yeah? podcasting professional professionals. We've almost had 300 episodes under our belt. We must be doing something right. Oh, yeah. Or these degenerates that are listening to us are just there to, like, build us up so that they can just watch us fall from really high up. Oh, maybe that's their kink. Like, unsubscribing is their kink last week. Their kink this week is becoming part of a, a an online community Th- making just it, to burn it down. Yeah, making it absolutely incredible and then just ruining it. They're playing the long game. For they're themselves, like, yeah. They're like, this is it, guys. It's episode 299. At 300, we strike. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> everybody's going to unsub and everybody's just going to like one last middle finger in the Discord, then leave. Yeah. <laughs> and just keep listening to the show because it's good. Oh, yeah. I think it's good. Well, I we got some stuff planned for 300. Sure. Can't can't no spoilers. But. Sure we do. Yeah. yeah, we definitely do. Yeah, mm-hmm. If you're watching on YouTube, you could see my. We definitely have. <laughs> that's definitely true face. Well, I'm not one for formalities. Hey, like I don't really like doing stuff just because. Like yeah. milestones don't really have that much meaning to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe that'll come through in episode 300. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll do something nice for 400. Right? We'll throw, we should, like we did for 200. We should dig a hole and throw something into it. I think somebody suggested that, but we could do that for 300. I think. Huh? Yeah, well, because there's that movie where they, this is the nation, and then you kick something oh, into yeah. a hole. Oh, yeah, I said that maybe we do it off my deck. That's not into a hole, though. That's onto a trampoline. And that trampoline, I don't know if I'd trust falling off a deck onto it. No. Even I if I was in my would. physical prime. when you I definitely would, hit the ground. When I would do those things. And now I'm not, and I don't, but I would if I trust the trampoline, because the nation's worth it. I'd put my physical well-being at risk. Well, my neighbor's got a brand new trampoline. Bring it over. <laughs> I'm He's jumping off his house. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't jump off your deck and land at his house. We could just jump off his deck. Really? Ah, that's it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's flip it over to the cards, and we'll see what we can make of. We will see. Well, what we we're gonna see. we're gonna see what we can see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so should we start with? Let's start with the ramping section of the deck. Sure. White. Can do a little bit of ramping, so we'll we'll and people, talk about and, that. And, and people think that it can't. Yes, and okay. we're going to start with get this, a three drop mana rock. Hey, in Tooth of Ramos. This was on our top five and five, wasn't it? It was. Or or this cycle was on our top five and five. It it's a three drop mana rock. Taps for white. Sacrifice it. Add white. So we can give you some of that burst mana. Yeah. Hell yeah. Stoic farmer. Stoic. Farmer is a three drop. You can foretell it for two and then flip it over for two. Yes. That's kind of like Morph. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like Morph. Kind of like Kicker. You (laughs) can pay four for it or you can pay four for it. Good deal. Yeah. Okay, good. When it enters the battlefield, you can search your library for a planes card, put it onto the battlefield tapped. If uh, if an opponent controls more lands than you, which is the common white way to do things. Yes. If which somebody's is doing fine. better than you, you can catch up. We've got a Knight of the White Orchid, which does the same thing except for two mana as well. It's just smaller. It's a smaller body. Smaller. We have a Solemn Simulacrum. We all know what that is. I know I said that wrong, and I'm happy about it. Solemn Simulacrum? Simulacrum. That, that whole card can just fuck off. Oresco's Explorer. Oh, what does this card do? This is white... One. Oh, this is a good one. Two, two. Cat Scout. 
When it enters the battlefield, search your library for up to X playing cards where X is the number of players who control more lands than you. Mm -hmm. Reveal them and put them into your hand, then shuffle. Of note, it doesn't say basic planes, so you could get like the Shadow More planes that I think it lets you gain a life. No, the Shadow More planes lets you put a card from your graveyard onto the bottom of your library. That's a good ass card. Which is good if you got tutors. And you could find it with a Rescos Explorer, and there's the. Uh, the one from Eldraine, I don't know what that one does, where if you have enough planes, it comes into play untapped and it does oh, your thing. Oh, yeah. But there's a few, like, non-basic planes that would be worth playing in a deck if you have a card like that. Loyal Warhound. I'm, I'm trying to see. Oh, it's called Idyllic Grange, and we're playing it. When it enters the battlefield untapped, if you have three or more planes, you can put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. That's not bad for playing a land untapped. Right, like oh man, if I got a plus one counter for every land I played, there are decks or, that do that, or or at least one one land <laughs> in, in this one, I would play it. Anyways, <laughs> loyal warhound, loyal warhound is it uh, enters the battlefield. There's a dog this time. Mm-hmm. Three one vig, so it would attack and get plus one plus one because it has vigilance mm-hmm. from a chroma right on turn ninety eight. Right. Yep. And when it enters a battlefield, if an opponent controls more lands than you, you search your library for a basic planes, put onto the battlefield tapped. That is a two mana, get a land out of your deck onto the battlefield tapped. That is rampant growth in white if you don't go first. And chances are you're not going first because there's three other people also trying to go first. It's true. Yeah. Man, if, if somebody ever runs good. into this deck, they're going to win the die roll and make them go first just to hose all their ramp, hey? Just make the mono white player go first that they just suck because none of their cards work properly. If I won the die roll, I would let the person to my right go first in this deck just in case I have, like, these the, cards that we've talked about so far, right? And and the, the trade-off, here's the thing about this, and this is how white gets extra card advantage. This card might not get you a land if your opponent has less lands than you. This might not get you a land, mm. but it gets you a 3-1 instead, which, oh, it's a 3-1, I'd rather have a land. Well, in this deck, it's actually a 4-2, which then four damage is like, ooh, I'm not going to block because it's got four. I just take, you know what I mean? That's yeah. 10% of somebody's life. So, like, I think it's good. I think this card's good. It's not bad. Yeah. You know what else is not bad? What is it? Core Cartographer. Core Cardi. Cardi C. That's who this is. <laughs> <laughs> I always... I always thought he had, like, a big head that had a bunch of faces on it, like a quintesson. Oh, but it's, like, hair and a backpack. Yeah. This is a 2-2 two, two for 4, enters the battlefield, search for, again, a planes card. Yep. Any planes card put on the battlefield tapped. That's a good one. Boreas Charger. Boreas, boring-ass Charger. Yes. Yes. 2-1, flying, so it's going to get buffed yep. when it attacks. 3-2, so flying. Yeah. Enters the battlefield, an opponent controls more lands than you. Search your library for that num- a, a number of playing cards equal to the difference. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. And then you you put them onto the battlefield, tap them, and the rest into your hand. One goes into play, the rest go into your hand. Oh, yeah. That's like a little mini land tax. Just like a one-time ETB land tax. Yeah. That's a good one. Archaeomancer's Map. This is a good one. This is White Kodama's Reach. White Cultivate. Waltivate. Wodama's Reach. Whiteivate. 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 W- yes, it's good. This is, it's an artifact. Enters the battlefield, search your library for up to two basic playing cards, reveal them, 
and put them into your hand. Whenever a land enters a battlefield under an opponent's control, if that player controls more lands than you, which they probably will, you get to put a land from your hand onto the battlefield. So this enables landfall on not your turn. Yep. Yep. And I call it White Kodama's Reach because you get the two lands, and then you say, go. Your opponent takes their turn three or four and puts a land down, and then we get our land. So when you untap, you've got that one extra land like you would when you untap with Kodama's Reach or Cultivate. Yeah. This card is good. Is Ambitious Farmhand good? Ooh. Probably not, hey? It's from Midnight Hunt. Oh, yeah. It's probably terrible. It's a 1-1. When it enters a battlefield, search your library for our basic planes, put it into your hand, and it's got Coven. 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 White, white, one. Transform it only if you control three or more creatures with different powers. So, fine. And it turns into a 3-3 three, three with lifelink. 4-4 four, four if we have a chroma. Hey. Solid. Yeah, the point is it gets a land. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad we're not playing in this deck because I really don't like the card. What? Uh, Cartographer's Hawk. Uh, don't like that one. Yeah. And it'll be on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. That's all the time I'm going to give Cartographer's Hawk. Yeah. What's what's the one where it's it's a creature that... Uh, what is it? Everybody was saying it was so good. Uh, it When it attacks, you get a land. If somebody has more lands, you get a dude if... Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's not uh, whatever. Yeah, who cares? That yeah. it, card's probably terrible. <laughs> Joe, Joe might put that one on the <laughs> thing, too. He's not going to have any idea what we're fucking talking about. How about drawing cards? White sure. doesn't do that either. Okay, so, well, ho hold on. So let's... Have, have we demonstrated that white has the ability to at least play <laughs> some, some ramp? <laughs> to try hard to ramp? Yes. Yeah, I think we did. Yes, and we did it without, like, Soul Ring and Mana Crypt and Mana Vault and Arcane Signet and stuff. Like, we did it without that. Do you think people don't play Sol Ring when they suggest lists to us just to, like, be wacky? I think sometimes. Because you know what's better than most of the cards in that section we just talked about? Mm. Sol Ring. Mm. Sol Ring's pretty good. Like, Sol Ring is better than basically any of those ten cards. I feel like you can say that about 99% of the cards in the format Sol Ring is better than. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but these ones do, like, I would cut Solo and play Sol Ring. Because oh. I'm so sick of Solemn Simulacrum. That card can just get out of here. He can just pound sand. I'm so tired of it. Get I'm his dink stomped. Into the dirt. Let's talk about drawing cards. Drawing right? cards. I think we're going to be able to demonstrate that white can do this. Welcoming Vampire. This is a good-ass card. Yeah. This is a good card right here. This is a 2-3 with flying, so it attacks as a 3-4 mm -hmm. with if we've got 900 mana for a chroma. Whenever another creature... With power, whenever one or more, and it doesn't matter if they're tokens. Right. So they can be tokens. Yes. Okay. Whenever one or more creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, draw a mother ass card, only triggers once each turn. Yeah, it's fine. It's a good card. It's still a good card, even though it only, it says only once each turn. Yeah, all we have to do is play a creature, then this kind of just turns into, like, draw an extra card every turn. Yeah. I think that's good. If Soul Sisters was still a deck somewhere, I'll bet you this would go in it. Because when you're Norn the Wary came back, you'd just draw an extra card every turn. That's, hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, hey, that, that's a good way to draw cards in Boros decks. Yeah. You know what you can pair that with is the next card you're looking at there. Wall of Omens. This would enter the battlefield, and because it has... Zero power. Yeah, it's a zero four. It would draw you a card from Welcoming Vampire. Then its ETB ability would resolve and draw us another card. 
Cool. Yeah. If we can make this attack, does a chroma give plus one plus one when a when a creature with defender attacks? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't count defender. Oh dang it. Wall of mourning. And that's like sad at a funeral morning, not morning. I've woken up. Morning. We could say it like that. No, because that's not how it's it's spelled morning. Not morning. Morning. There'd be two O's if it was morning. That would be morning. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> You just keep saying the same word. When you edit it, you'll hear that it's different. Probably not. <laughs> Wall of Mourning is a 0-4 with Defender for two mana, so just like Wall of Omens. When it enters the battlefield, exile a card from the top of your library face down for each opponent you have. This sounds like a red card. Yeah. Okay. Coven. Oh, okay. If we So this, this is going to trigger if we control creatures with three or more powers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or sorry, three different powers. Yes. At the beginning of your end step, if you control three or more creatures with different powers, put a card exiled with Wall of Mourning into its owner's hand. Cool. That's cool. That's like draws us a card at the end of the turn. That's several hoops to jump through, but but barely. Maybe we can do it. But barely because we're gonna have probably a creature with any power other than zero. So all of a sudden we have two, because to have zero power is really uncommon. It's a, it's a rarity. Yeah. So we have probably two. And then all we need to do is just play a different creature, probably. Well, we've only had one creature that doesn't have two powers so far. So we'll see how we do. Okay. Maybe Thraben Inspector. Oh, well, and and remember, if we attack plus one, plus one until end of turn, so we can control which creatures attack to make Coven trigger strategically. All your creatures get bigger at the beginning of your combat. They all get the plus one, plus ones. And which could trigger Coven still, but... They don't don't get bigger when they attack. They just all get bigger. Oh, at the beginning of each combat until end of turn, each other creature you control gets plus one, plus one if it has flying, and then it gets another plus one, plus one if it has another ability. So if it has two abilities, it'll get plus two, plus two. You know what what pairs really well with that Acroma? Acroma's Memorial. Because that gives them all the keywords, and then it makes them all giant. That sounds like... It's a card I'd add to this deck for sure. Oh, that could act like as a little, little, like... White overrun. <laughs> white overrun with a chroma? <laughs> White's being green again. We're doing it. We're drawing cards and being green. We're doing this. Okay. Thraben Inspector's a 1-2 comes into play Investigate that gets you clue token. Clue tokens let you draw a card. Yeah. Spirited Companion. Spirited Companion, ETB's draw card. Search Party That's Captain. That's a good card, man. It's it's good. Especially yes. in Blinky Blinky dink, Dinky Blinky Decks. Blinky Dink. We're going to see if we got any Blinky Dinks and Bouncy Bounce. Yep. Yeah. Blinky, dinky, dinky, dink, blink, dink, 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 What's the next dink, card? Dink. Search party captain. It's a 2-2 two, two for four. This spell costs one less for each creature you attacked with this turn. When he comes to play, draw a card. That's pretty good. Not too ETB bad. draw a card. Priest of ancient lore. Priest of ancient ass. I don't even, I'm lost. Where, it, oh, right there. Right, I found it. ETB's gain a life draw card. That's a good card. Yeah. If we could bouncy bounce, blinky, dink. Yeah. I like that. Palace jailer. Makes you the monarch, mm-hmm. so when you become the monarch at the end of the turn, you draw a card, and it exiles something until you're not the monarch anymore, right? Yes. Man, I got trapped under that card because I was playing against Alex. He's playing a- Aiden's blinky fucking deck, <laughs> and he kept bouncing Palace Jailer. My whole team was gone. No. Nope. Huh. Yep. Anyways. Circuit Mender. Hey, I might put this into a Lord of Tressorhorn. ETB's gain two life. Powerful magic. Mm-hmm. Leaves the battlefield, draw a card. No, it doesn't say dies. Leaves play. So if you bounce it, you draw a card. That's right. That's really good. Because you gain life too. Archon of Coronation. Archon of Cornhole Nation. Yep. Also see Seal 
Cornhole? Oh, I'm not really. That's an H. Cornhole C- is one word, though, I think, so. Corny cornhole. I don't know. That's uh... Cornhole cookout podcast, Ryan. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Get there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's on the next shirt. Anyways, enters the battlefield to become the monarch. Flying, so it's going to become a 6-6 six, six when it attacks. That's excellent. Yep. And as long as you're the monarch, damage doesn't cause you to lose life. I like that card. Hey. <laughs> I like that pretty card. Cool. Just that, because it says damage doesn't cause you to lose life. Like that it, that it, would be really good in a Boros deck, too, where you just like... Earthquake. Earthquake or repercussion or whatever, right? You just make yourself the monarch and then do something. Anything red. <laughs> yeah, do any red thing and then... Profit. So, are, have we drawn cards? We have drawn cards. And, uh, like, we've ETB drawn cards. We've drawn cards over time with Welcoming Vampire. We've demonstrated that if we can blink, which White can do. Yeah, we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. Or if we block and then reanimate, which I think maybe we can go to next with the Gitter Backers section. If we block, save life, virtual life gain, and then get stuff back with like our Revelark, our Sun Titan, our Promise of Tomorrow. I'm just going to read these cards. Karmic Guide, Invoke Justice, which I think gets everything back, right? Invoke Justice gets one thing. Oh, but then it comes back with a plus one, plus one counter on it. Four of them. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Jesus. You, you get a thing back and then you have four plus one, plus one counters you can distribute amongst your things. Yeah, then we've got Disciple of the Sun brought back. And then what's that last one? Biblioplex Assistance. Two, one flyer for four. Comes into play, put up to one target instant or sorcery from your graveyard on top of your library. Oh, okay. Well, that that one doesn't reanimate creatures, but the rest of them do. And if we can reanimate them, thereby drawing cards again, we're both reanimating, which is going to give us virtual life gain to block. Mm -hmm. Most of our creatures have keywords so far, so we can actually beat a little bit. I'll... A very little bit. Ooh, Karmic Guide has two keywords. So if you want to pay ten, you can attack for four. Does it get does it get plus for having protection? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's got so. protection from black and flaunting? I think so. I think it's I think protection was on there. Yep. Protection. Man, Karmic Guide's got four four. Whoa, it's our it's our best creature so far. <laughs> well, so, Karmic Guide's pretty good. And and you'll you'll remember that we are playing Revelark. So there is like some some stuff that you can do if you have a sack out, like getting your Revlark and your Karmic Guide to loop each other, and then you get like also your 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 Spirited Companion back over and over and over and over drawing cards. If you have a sack outlet, you can sack the Karmic Guide, yeah, get the a... Revlark back. Revlark also brings something else back. When it dies, you get yeah. There's the, there's a whole loop going on there. So we've we've looped, we've comboed, we've reanimated, we've drawn cards. Typically, white is actually associated with removal, so let's go there. Sure. And then we'll talk about the bouncity bounce part of the of the deck. Stalking Leonin. Stalking Leonin. How come yours are in a different order than mine? Oh, because I organized according to price to see the big spendy cards in this deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Stalking Leonin is a 3-3 cat archer, right? Yep. And... Doesn't have first strike or reach, so he's a really bad archer. Yeah, he's hiding. Yeah. He's not actually shooting, he's hiding. Yeah. Anyways, enters the battlefield, secretly choose an opponent. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I like that. Oh, man. Okay, so reveal the player you chose is how to activate this ability. <laughs> yeah. Exile, target creature that's attacking you if its controller is the chosen player. 
but you can activate only once. And you can only do that one time in the whole game. Unless you bounce it, you bounce. Unless you bounce it, you bounce it. Or blinkity blink. Yes. Skyclave Apparition. This is a real card, right? It's a real card? It does exist, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it 2-2 two, two for 3? When it enters the battlefield, exile one target non-land, non-token permanent you don't control with converted mana cost 4 or less. Holy fuck. Okay, so exile a small real thing. Yes. Okay. When Skyclave Apparition leaves the battlefield, the exiled card's owner creates an XX blue illusion creature token where X is the converted mana cost of the exiled card. This is a real card in Legacy, I think. Yeah. Because it's a 2-2 two, two for 3 that goes in like death and taxes to get blockers out of the way that you can still attack with. Mm-hmm. We're going to move on. Okay. Ravnica at war. <laughs> Exile all multicolored permanents, which Ooh. would get none of our stuff, and that's a 4-mana wrath. Rambunctious Mutt. Sure. A 3-4 dog. Rambunctious Mutt enters the battlefield, destroy target artifact or enchantment and opponent controls. That's a disenchant on a dude. So we're paying five for a disenchant. But you get a 3-4 But we also. get a 3-4. That's pretty good. Uh, we have Path. Path. And then we have Kabira Takedown. Oh, yeah. Kabira Taker Downer. That's kind of dirty sounding. That's a land on the back. Yep. So we can mention that if, if, you, if you need to do the land thing. When Kabira, when Kabira Takedown deals damage equal to the number of creatures you control to target creature or planeswalker. That's so like a, a little removal spell. It's like a green fight spell. Hey, we're doing green stuff again. Guardian of Faith. Oh, good card. Good card. Flying, Vigilant 3-2, so it's going to attack as a 5-3. Flash five, Vigilance. 5-4. Oh. Yeah, it's not flying. It oh, just, dang, yeah. Yeah, it's Flash. Do we get bonuses for Flash? No. Dang, that's okay. Enters the battlefield. Any number of other target creatures you control phase out. Ooh. It's like a, it's like a shitty Tef's protection. But it's a dude. And it's a dude. All the things that are shitty versions of other stuff are also dudes. Yeah. So we're playing spells that we want to play anyways, like using CCO Spring promo code at FusionGamingOnline.com. <laughs> but this time we get dudes. That's like using the promo code and getting a dude in the mail. And have a dude show up in the mail. Uh-huh. The mailman just lives with you now. Ooh. That's like, you know what? It's like going to a bachelor party and, you know, like, you know, in old school, like the lady jumps out of the cake. Yeah. Except dude. Cool. Yeah. Generous Gift is also here. That's a removal. It's Beast Within. It's another green thing that White's doing. <laughs> uh, we have Dawn Charm. Oh, this is a charm. You choose one of the following three. Prevent all damage that would be dealt this turn. So Fog. Uh-huh. That's a green thing. <laughs> Regenerate Target Creature. Also green. Mm-hmm. The card Regenerate is green. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and Counter Target Spell that targets you. That's blue. Fuck, now we're doing blue stuff. Yeah. Hey. You know what's neat about- Those colors are good. You know what's neat about this card? It has a grammatical mistake on it because it says prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn, but there's no space in between that and wood. Oh, fantastic. So that's I love when that kind of stuff happens, but also hate it when it actually means that cards are wrong, like that thing that was supposed to be a 2-1, but it's a 2-2. It's yeah. Like, Wait a sec. This is just wrong, and they put it in a pre-con. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Comeuppance. Oh, yep. Comeuppance. Oh, my God. This card does so many things. Can you summarize? Prevent all damage that would be dealt to you in Planeswalkers you control this turn by sources you don't control. If damage from creature from a creature source is prevented this way, come up and steals that much damage to that creature. If damage from a non-creature source is prevented this way, come up and steals that much damage to that source's controller. So it reverses all damage back on the source that did it. Creatures oh. punch themselves, and wizards lightning bolt themselves. And we would dink stomp ourselves. 
Yes. We would slap our own lips. Exactly. We would pound our own dinks into the dirt. Correct. Cool. <laughs> Citywide bust. Citywide bust. Destroy all creatures with toughness four or greater. That's sure. fine. Blacksmith's skill. Target permanent gains hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. If it's an artifact creature, it gets plus two, plus two. Hey, that's a green spell. That's like snake form. Snake skin. That's like snake skin veil. There we go. There we go. Angel of the Ruins. Angel of Ruined Butt. When it enters the battlefield, exile two things that are artifacts and enchantments. And it got plane cycling. It was a ramp spell too? Kind of. Value. And it flies. It's a flying 6-8 when it attacks. For seven? Better be. Oh. Angel of Finality. The last card is Angel of Finality? I see what you did there. No, there's the last card in this section. We still have a whole other section left to go. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so this is enters the battlefield, exile all cards from target player's graveyard. Cool. The point is, most of those cards, dudes. And you're getting a benefit on creatures. Yes. And remember, our second commandy, Livio, can exile those and then bring them all back at once. It's pretty good. Yes. For for five. Per, I'd say I'm okay per with dude. This. It's not the I'm it's not okay a bad rate. Okay, we were talking about blinky dinky dinky dink blink dink blinky dinky blinky dink dink earlier. Yes. Let's talk about doing that. Yes. Let's start with teleportation circle. Teleportation circle. At the beginning of your end step, exile one target artifact or creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. So you could use Archaeomancer's map to keep ramping, or you could use that dwarf guy to gain a life and draw a card. Hey, that's a good one. You could use your Sun Titan to keep returning permanents. Get her backs. Tem teleportation Circle is a cool card. I like that card lots. Yes. I also like that it happens at your end step, so you actually get something when you play it. You don't have to wait until your next turn. Yes, we'll also include Conjurer's Closet, which does the same thing. At the beginning of your end step, exile creature you control, then return to the battlefield. Doesn't get artifacts, unless it's an artifact creature, but it does the same thing. Yeah. Semester's End. Semester's End. Oh, jeepers creepers. <laughs> Don't just put more cards, more words on a card and expect that it's going to be good. This card's probably fine. Let's give it a it, read. It, it, it does what you think it does. Exile any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers you control at the beginning at, at the beginning of the next end step. Return them, each of them, to the battlefield under its owner's control. Each of them enter the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on them. If it's a creature, an additional loyalty if it's a planeswalker. So like they, they go on spring break and then come back refreshed and ready to learn. Oh. That's what that is. Is that what spring break's for? Usually I get drunk and come back more tired. Oh, I never came back. I, was, I came back like refreshed and feeling good because I like went out and just like partied so hard. Oh, I was going to say you used spring break for what it's actually for? Oh, hell no. Resting? No. Oh. No, man. I was lazy college senior when I was lazy college freshman. Are you kidding me? Nice. Restoration Angel. Oh, blink something when it enters a battlefield. Lumbering Battlement. And it has flying, remember. Yes. Lumbering Battlement, I use this to terrific effect in Brian Stoutarm. So this is a 4-5 with Vig, so it's a 5-6 when it attacks. When it enters the battlefield, exile any number of non-token creatures you control until, it, until this leaves the battlefield. Mm -hmm. So ETBs, exile your whole team. And then it gets plus two, plus two for each card exiled with it. Pretty cool. good. Yeah. Pretty good. So if we bad. have a way to kill this, we can re-get all of our ETBs. Or or if, if this just dies. If it just eats shit, yeah. Glorious Protector. Oh, cool art on this one. Man, Call Time was fantastic looking, hey? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Very, very good art direction on that set with the color. 
Anyways, Flash, Flying, Angel, 3-4. we got a kind of an angel sub-theme, eh? Got lots well, of angels. Well, we're playing white. We're playing a white deck, yeah. When it enters the battlefield, exile any number of non-angel creatures you control until until it leaves. Yeah, so you you'd flash it in response to a wrath, save all your guys. That thing would eat shit, and all your guys would come back. And you get ETBs again, thereby yes. drawing cards and gaining life. Yes, cool. Flicker wisp. Ooh, this is another little bit of a combo card. When it enters the battlefield, exile another target permanent. Return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Mm-hmm. This is another blinky blink card that you can like sack and blink and sack and blink and get back and thing. Yeah, ephemerate, ephemerate. Uh, same thing, ephemerate. You just blink a thing and return it under its owner's control, and it's got rebound, so you can cast it again for free next upkeep. Yes, that's a good one. Eerie interlude. Same thing again. You're just bouncing. Cosmic intervention. Same thing. Uh, a- no, that's, that's actual shitty Tef's protection. It's a good card if you don't want to spend a bunch of money on a Tef's protection. It, it's a decent pickup and a decent card to have, but. Yeah, I think this is number one from our call time pickups, top five and five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is if a permanent you control will be put into a graveyard from the battlefield this turn, exile it instead and return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So if all your stuff's going to die, you just go, boom, cosmic intervention, save it all, it all comes back, just like like that angel glorious protector. Yes. Yeah, same mana cost even. How about Angel of Condemnation? Angel of Condemnation. This, this is, It's got two keywords. There's a 5-5 five five when it attacks, if nice. you have a Chroma. 5-5 five five for 4 with Flying and Vigilance? It's all right. After we spend 7 mana? It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so you can pay 3 and tap, like white, 2, tap, exile another target creature, return it to the battlefield under its owner control at the beginning of the next end step. Yep. So that's fine, because we can blink and bounce and blinky-dinky, bouncy-dounty. Yep. Yeah, okay. And then th- white, 2, tap. Exert Angel of Condemnation and exile. That's right. Exert. Yeah. Exert it. Yep. And then exile another target creature until end of. Until it, until it dies. Uh, that's fine. It's fine. It's, I don't care about that. Exerting doesn't let it untap, right? Correct. So, Ryan, we've, we've, we've done blue shit. We've done green shit. We've done some white shit. None of it very well. Here's something we haven't done with this deck yet. Ooh. We haven't found a way to win the game. So let's see what is in the win conditions section. Sure. Start with Sunblast Angel. <laughs> Butt Blast Angel. Yes. Enters the battlefield, tap all, destroy all tapped creatures. Yep. Subjugator Angel. Subjugator Angel. So I think, are, are we going to try and beat? I think we're going to try and beat to win, right? Sure. Because we, we haven't seen any free sack outlets that let us loop stuff to draw our whole deck. Mm-hmm. So. And even if we did, we haven't seen anything that would let us win by doing that. No, not yet. Yeah. No. So, Subjugator Angel. We're going to keep looking. Okay. Enters the battlefield. Tap all creatures your opponents control. Oh, you Subjugator, and then you Butt Blast. Yeah. So, if you have 12 mana, you can just Wrath of God. Well, we might. Yeah. We, we have ramped in we this deck. We have so much bit. ramp in the deck. Speaking of ramp, Strixhaven Stadium. Hey, this is, uh, this is number two on our most recent top five and five. This actually lets us win the game. Yeah, this you card give this is awesome. one a read because you like it. Strixhaven Stadium is a three drop mana rock. Whenever a creature deals damage to us, we remove a point counter from it. <laughs> oh, when we, you lose tap, a, we lose a point. Exactly. When you, when you <laughs> tap it, you get a, man, a mana and a point counter. When somebody hits us, we lose a point counter. But whenever a creature we control deals combat damage to a to an opponent, you add a point counter to it. And then, if it has 10 or more point counters on it, you can take all the point counters off, and the player that took damage loses the game. Oh, and we've seen a bunch of our dudes that have flying and vigilance. So, we do have blockers. Yes. 
as to not lose points. Yes. I think that's important. Very important. And just another important thing. Let's say you attack with 20 guys, as you might be want to do with a Strixhaven Stadium. Yeah. Here's how it works. They all go on the stack. Add a thing, 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 at 10. Remove that, kill somebody. Then the rest of them, add a thing, add a thing, add a thing, add a thing, add a thing. We're at 10 again. Take them all off, kill somebody else. That's how that works. If you attack with 20 guys. Yeah. Ooh. So it's not like you add 30 counters, take them all off to kill one person. That's not how it works. So this this is what we're going to do. We're going to have 20 mailmen jump out of a cake and then kill us with Strixhaven Stadium. Yes. Or kill our opponents with Strixhaven Stadium. Or are they? what are they wearing? Are they wearing like bikinis or mailman costumes? Or are they bikini mailman costumes? Yes. Obviously. Yes, yeah. that's what they're wearing. Righteous Valkyrie. Awesome name. Sure. I want this guy, Angel, to be wearing a mailman bikini jumping <laughs> out of a cake. <laughs> and with a bunch of foily curled up Strixhaven stadiums wrapped around a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Just hitting our opponents. <laughs> Anyways, flying 2-4. That's a small angel. Enters the battlefield. You gain life equal to a creature's toughness. Whenever another angel or cleric comes into oh. play under your control, you gain life equal to its toughness. And as long as you have seven or more life than your starting life total, your creatures get plus two, plus two. That's pretty good. Why can't we add like a Phyrexian altar to this deck and just loop by sacrificing that guy that gains his life with like Karma Guide and, and Revlark and then play Aether Flux Reservoir? Can we just do that? Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Be pretty cool. Reverend Hoplite. And there's another card that does the same thing. Evangel of Heliod. They both come into play and give you a 1-1. One, one. They give you a creature equal to your devotion to white. There's our dudes jumping out of cakes. Yep. There they are. Mailman bikinis. Then we have a McKindy Stampede. Creatures you control get plus two, plus two until end of turn. And it's going to land on the back. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little little white overrun. Except yeah. it sucks because it doesn't give them trample. Well, they got flying, though, because they're all angels. But if it gave them trample, then a chroma would give them an additional plus one, plus one, and then it would just be overrun. That'd be cool. But it's not. That'd be so, dang well cool. So get out of here. We have Charge Across Araba. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. This is one of my favorite cards. I love this card, Man, too. this is a cool-ass card. This card has sweep. And if you're like everybody who's listening, because you're <laughs> listening or watching on fucking YouTube... You don't know what sweep does. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, is return any number of planes you control to their owner's hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we've demonstrated that we've ramped out some planeses. Mm -hmm. So we fucking return them all. Yep. Every single one of them. Because yep. we're going all in. Every time. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn for each planes returned this way. <laughs> so this is like Crater Hoof Behemoth, but white. Yes. And we lose all our land. <laughs> No, if you have an Archaeomancer's map, keep this in mind. You can return all your planes, and then everybody's going to have more land than you. So when they play land, you're going to start putting your planes back. Oh, that's oh. really good. C -c 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 combo. That don't no, don't rely on that. This is an instant too. Remember, so like you can also <laughs> we can also do it whenever use, we want. You can use it to block. If somebody, <laughs> you can just totally blow yourself up to block, dude. <laughs> What if somebody, what if somebody goes, Crater Hoof, all my guys get plus 10, plus 10, right? Right. And then you go, charge across the Araba, bounce all my planes, block everything. <laughs> <laughs> block everything and kill all your guys and your stupid Crater Hoof. <laughs> and then, and then use that one angel guy to exile your graveyard. 
Dude, in white, if if I did that with a white, I want to build this just to do that. <laughs> I want to just dummy somebody with blocks. <laughs> Bond of discipline. Oh, man. It would take discipline to make that play. Yes. Okay. Tap all creatures your opponents control. Creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. So this gets all their blockers out of the way and gives all our guys plus one, plus one. And it gains us a ton of life. Yes. This is a good card. Now let's talk about the real win condition. The Holy. one and only win condition that matters in this deck, especially Holy. when a Chroma is in play, Man, baby. Titty ass is a good card. A Chroma's will. I don't own one of these. I don't cool. even have one. You should, because it's I... really good. Yes. Instant, white, three, choose one. If you control a commander, choose both. Yeah. And the both are <clears throat> creatures you control gain. So they gain, and remember, they're going to get plus one, plus one for every time they gain these. Uh -huh. Okay, they gain flying, yeah. vigilance, yep. double strike. <laughs> That's so one. Not only are they getting plus three, plus three, and those abilities, they actually just get twice as big. Yeah. Okay, the other one is lifelink, indestructible, and protection from all mother-ass colors. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't even block them. So it essentially makes them... Survivable, you survivable, and them unblockable. Protection from all colors, hey? So unless you have a flying artifact with a ton of toughness, because yeah. my guys trample. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and have double strike, like... You're going to die. Yeah, you're going to eat a... Pl I have definitely taken games that just have... I have no business winning. So you if... You play that, and you just win. It's if, such a cool card. If I, have a, if I have a mailman in a thong, jump out of a cake, and then I play an Akroma's Will... He's going to get plus six, plus six, and be unblockable and deal 12 damage. And you're going to gain 12 life. And I'm going to need 12 life. Yes. It's pretty good. Yeah. And if I charge across your Rama, <laughs> if I get that naked, fucking greasy, caked up fucking mailman <laughs> ch charges across your Rama and doesn't care about how many lands he has, somebody's going to eat, a, like, have a bad day. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to eat day. cake right off this guy's ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the deck. Oh, man. You know what? A little while ago on Twitter, I, I asked CCO Nation, I say, I got a hankering to build a deck. I, I built a couple decks recently. And I'm like, I want to build a mono-white deck to see if, like, it's as bad as everybody says. It is. I don't know. No, it is. I think, it, get get the thing. Get get this, right? Okay. Yeah. J just as an example, I'm not saying, I'm not comparing Norrin of the Norrin the Wary to this deck. But think about how good you are at playing Norrin. And... And the, the pieces that you know that you can just lose and don't really matter and the trades that you make in that deck mm -hmm. because you've played it for so long, you're so good at playing it. Mm -hmm. Imagine, imagine, it's just an example. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that, but with this deck, if you had this deck or this kind of deck for five or six years and you always played it and tuned it and honed it and knew the kinds of trades and like get a dude, draw a card and I have a two one. And I can just throw that guy away because I know I have a karmic guide or whatever. And I can get that guy back and draw another card. Like, you can make smart trades. And a deck like this, because all of your things that you want to do anyways, like destroy enchantments and removal, is attached to dudes and you got reanimation. I think that this deck is, like, good. And I don't think white's as bad as everybody said it is. Well, it's not. Oh, good. Yeah, white isn't as bad as everybody says it is. <sighs> but I wouldn't go so far as to say that the that the deck is... Like, good. Like, powerful. Yeah. Hangs with it's a sub-CEDH yeah. powerful Yeah, decks. it's a cool deck, but, like, you're you're probably going to get your 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 face pummeled often, 
playing this. Unless you charge across the Araba with your Chrome as well. Yes. <laughs> yes, unless you unless you've done that exact situation, you're you're probably going to be in in trouble. And that I mean, usually we go to strengths and weaknesses right now. So we'll just start with a weakness on this. And that's this deck combines the worst of two things. Okay? <laughs> it combines the blinky dirtily do nothing super long turn. Uh-huh. That goes Virtually nowhere with an underpowered set of cards that will not get you there, and everybody knows that. So when you're taking your 25-minute turn, dirtling and blinking and drawing cards and gaining one life and doing all that crap, they know that the game isn't going to end, but they have to sit there for 10 minutes while you do it anyway. Yes. The the, the value that you eke out in doing that is very small. Yep. And I think I think it's beneficial to go through the process and do that because at the end of those turns, people always come out ahead, right? Like, they always come out ahead of where they were. Yes. Life, cards in hand, maybe creatures on the battlefield, reanimation, and you're set, right? Yeah, to, next, do, it, to do it again next turn is what this deck does, unless you've drawn a Chroma's will. Exactly. You draw one of your win cons that either tap all your opponent's guys or make your dudes huge. Yeah. And I think that that's fine. I think, like... When, when we say win con and, and then we rag on white for not having any, I think that we've got enough in here where well, it's like, this is fine because sometimes four fours and five fives in the air and a couple alpha, like mini alpha strikes when your guys are all tapped, sometimes that's just how you win commander yeah. games. Well, some of these aren't very good win conditions. Like you're not going to win a game with a Sunblast Angel. No. Right? Like that's a removal spell and like Bond of Discipline can get you there if you have a bunch of dudes. But when you look at the dude suite in this deck, like they're either pathetic and small or they cost seven. And that's the that's where white white just falls on its ass is it has a, a big early game because it has all the little dorks and the hate bears and the little piddly creatures and stuff. Yep. And then it's got the giant big swinging dicks and nothing in the middle. Yeah. And that's that's where white falls on its ass, and it just hasn't had a way to come out of that yet. And this deck falls onto that as well because it's got the little dirtily value creatures that are doing all this cool stuff, and then these great big hammers. But like in the middle, in that mid game, Weak, you don't have a lot. Going weakness on. is it's not white. A, not a ton of mid game. Yeah, is is that where it? Because mid game is like where you refill your hand with like a Rishkar's expertise, for yeah. example. You refill your hand with the blue spell that says draw four cards yeah. or whatever. Right in the mid game these days is where somebody could accidentally win the game with a Strixhaven Stadium or something. Uh, crater Hoof because you ramp in green. Yeah, or or you make twenty mana in black on turn six. Yeah, that's where somebody oops I wins you and you haven't kind of got out of the blocks yet and it, yeah. that's a bad feel. It's a yes. bad. It makes you feel that your deck is worse than it is when that happens to you and again that's what ha that's happened with, me with every single mono white deck I've ever built is yeah. I have a great opening I've got a great end game coming up and then somebody wins in the mid game and like I couldn't really do anything about it and it makes me feel like my deck isn't as good as it is even though it's well constructed and well played and there wasn't anything I could have done in that situation it's just a it's the main folly of the color I think okay. Let's let's flip it over. I agree the the mid game and relying on our opponents to have cards in hand or to lands be, on the battlefield to be doing better than us. Yeah, yeah, that is the fault. I think I think you hit it. Mid game for white when you need to secure your cards in hand that'll carry you to the end of the game. You know, like turn turn three, four, five, and you 
have that top deck and you're like, oh, I could lean on this and this could be the card, you know, that they don't kill my guy and then I play this card and then I get some attacks in, that's how I'm going to win the game. Yep. White doesn't have the ability to pick that card up or pick cards up in mass to find that card you're going to lean on to win the game with. Yeah. Or, or that tutor for anything or that creator who for whatever, right? Whatever the yeah. card is. I think if we flip it over to the positives, yes. flip it over to the strengths of this deck and by proxy, the color white, it can draw some amount of cards. It can reanimate. It can combo yeah. we, like with the revel arcs and the karma guides. Yeah. If comboing is your thing, yeah, it's you, not really ours, but you that's can fine. invest some, some money and a couple of slots in the deck and you could have a decent combo on your hands. And I think white and I don't have this one written down but I just I just thought of this when we were talking about Norrin and what you're saying about about the mid game and stuff I think white a strength of white is it rewards you for dedicating yourself to it if you really learn and understand how a, a white inclusive deck works I think it'll reward you which guy do I blink with with my blink thing like which guy is it which one is the one that's going to is it going to be the, the draw card gain alive the draw, yeah but if I don't have that guy do I blink the one that gains me, you know, four life, or do I blink the one that gives pluses to my guys or, or to draw a card? Like, what is it that's going to make me survive long enough to get to the late game when I've got the biggest swing and dinks? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it rewards you for, for dedicating yourself to it to understand what's the most important thing in Magic mm. because it's card advantage isn't necessarily cards in hand. It's yeah. cards on the battlefield. We've talked about that before. I know we have. Yeah. So it draws, it reanimates, it ramps, it it can control because it's got removal. I mean, yeah. white's a removal color. And there's there's lots of upgrades to be made here too. Like the version that we have here is is fairly budget. But if you wanted to invest some money and get some of those really like specifically good white cards, I'm talking about like Mag Magra the Diplomat. Is that the Mangara one? Mangara the Diplomat. Mangara the Diplomat or Smothering Tithe. Oh yeah. Right. Like there's a couple of cards that are, that are not here. I assume for budget reasons that you could get. That would make the deck stronger and do what it's doing better. Yeah. And they're not present here. So that's always a strength, I think. Yeah. You have room to grow and change and, and evolve as that's, a deck. You know what? That's part of that's one of my favorite things about deck building is just putting all the stuff that I want in a deck and ex and and knowing, expecting it to not be tuned and optimized. Like people are always laboring over cuts. They have a pile of 130 cards, you know, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, what do I cut? What's this? What's gonna make this deck the best as version 1.0? How do I do it? No, just play all the shit that you want. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work, you just tune and tweak. And over time, you add and remove stuff. That's actually my favorite part. Is yeah. Is I'm going to play everything, but it's just going to take me like a month to do it. <laughs> right? Like I had a pile of like 20 cards for Crab Tribal. That's like, ah, just whatever. Not going to play this. No, no, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'll put this in later. Something's going to get cut. This will get added in. This is what I'm going to add. I got to figure out what sucks first though. Yeah. Right? Like anyways, last strength. You mentioned the budget. 181 bucks. Pretty good. 100, 182 bucks, I should say. Most expensive card, Archaeomancer's Map. B besides like, besides some of the land. Oh, okay. Yeah, besides some of the land, which we'll talk about in a second, because I don't think that this deck needs a Wasteland. No, <laughs> definitely not. But Wasteland and Sun Titan, pretty good. Yes, that is true. You just waste everybody's land. But anyways, 15 bucks Archaeomancer's map. Comeuppance, 15 bucks. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's a I pretty guess, good card. Because it's like your removal, and you can use it like kind of to combo with ETB stuff. Yeah, if somebody's earthquaking you to death, 
you earthquake them to death instead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A Chroma's Will, nine bucks. Feel I feel like that card should be worth more money. Yeah. For how good it is. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's probably, no, it's not even still readily available. That's, huh, neat. Yeah. Do you think it'll get reprinted? Do you think the wheels will get reprinted in Commander Legends 2? No, nah, because it's on uh, Baldur's Gate, man. We're going back oh, to, yeah. We're going back right. to the Forgotten Realm, sucker. They ain't no Chroma there. No. They might find a way to do it, but it would uh. probably be for the best if they did do it. Yeah. But we'll and I see. could get one. Yeah. <laughs> I just never, ever think to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and then Panharmonicon. Is that in the maybe board? That, that's in the maybe board. Oh, okay. I, I included it here. Anyways, if you make those cuts... If you make those cuts, including Wasteland, you're looking at a deck that's like 115 bucks, Which is what a deck costs now. Though, a Chroma's Will, one of the main win cons, so I, I don't think that you cut that one. Yeah, you don't, yeah, <laughs> certainly not. But I mean, that's what, a, that's what a deck costs these days. If you go into your collection and you have like a foil of something and a couple of cards that you open in a pre-con and you throw them in, it's probably going to cost you 100 bucks Or be worth, air quotes, 100 bucks. Yeah. Or less, because some of the cards that are worth a quarter, some people will just give you for free. <laughs> like, if you went up to your buddy and say, hey, man, you got an extra Sun Titan, they will say yes. And you say, can I have it? And they'll say, can I have that forest you have over there? And then you say yes. Then they give you the Sun Titan and rip the forest in half, and that's a trade that you made. Oh. That's how people acquire Sun Titans these days. Yes, yeah, Because they're yeah. just everywhere. Yeah. Good card. Good, Great card. It just oh. It's been reprinted to a point where, like, they are so plentiful. That that's good. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. exactly where you want cards like that to be. Yeah. So have we broken the mold? Before we get to, to Spice Calculator, have we broken the mold? We've demonstrated that white can do all the things. Does it do them the best and most efficiently yeah. in the mid game? Because so, Oh, definitely not in the mid game. Hell no. Early, yeah, sorry. Sorry. I meant in the early game, it's just as fine as any other color. Sure. In the late game with the big angels and, and the Acroma's wills and stuff and attacking with your... A Chroma Commander giving all your guys buffs yep. in the late game. Do some work. All my guys fly in Vigilance and have lifelink. Yeah. And I think that that is just as good as demons or big beasts or crater hoofs or, or sphinxes, dragons. Yeah. I think angels are right there with all the rest of them. Yep. Angels are fine. Angels are good. We can do all the things in the mid game. Just not as efficiently as... Just not in the mid-game. We have to wait until the late game. I suppose... Well, no, that's that's not... I, I know that you're just being hyperbolic and, and joking a little bit about it because it's funny, but we can do all those things in the mid-game. We can do all of them. White is a jack of all trades, but a master of none, right? Definitely and, not. And Definitely not a master of anything, no. Well, no that's that's what I just said. I know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I think that we broke the mold because white can do all the things that people say that it can't do. Let's do a spice calculator real fast because we're running out of time. Sure. 25 decks at EDHREC.com <laughs> <laughs> for Acroma and Livio. What position does that put him in? 94th. <laughs> <laughs> Puts it right underneath Arden Intrepid Archaeologist partnered with Yoshimaru the Ever Faithful. Oh, God. And know. right above Kelleth Sunmane Familiar partnered with Yoshimaru Ever Faithful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. 3.65 average converted mana cost. It's pretty high, but... It's pretty high. Yeah. It's fine, though. No tootskis. Not even one. Yeah, yeah. No no enlightened tutor to find the teleportation circle? For shame. That would be pretty good. Okay, so we're we're looking at EDH rack and ton of good white cards in Commander. Yes. There are so many good, like, 
I know every color's got good cards. Yeah, I think that the thing, because white's just re- not recently getting it, but like a lot of white's best stuff is fairly recent. And if you want to make like a white deck, a lot of the th- like when you suggest, well, just play Smothering Tithe and all that's Keeper of the Accord, that's the card I was thinking of before. You, you can just Accord. play, you can just jam a bunch of really great white cards and have a fairly serviceable deck. But I mean, that's not what we're about here. No. Mother of Runes, nope, not playing it. Dranath Magistrate, Grand Abolisher, never heard of her. Never heard of them. <laughs> Those are good cards, though, right? Uh, anyways, we punch it all into the spice calculator. 42 cards yeah. in our deck that are not in the stock page on EDHRack.com. Nah, now we're talking. Now we're talking. You punch that all into the spice calculator. 60.9. Meow, 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 meow. That's like spicy with honors. I like that. Yeah, almost nice. 60.9, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gary Hewitt, thank you for sending the deck. Big shout out to everybody who sent decks in. Yeah, we got freaking lots. We got lots of them. So, it turns and, out we couldn't figure out how to break the mold, and you guys did it. So, yeah, we appreciate and, it. And and I know that people are like, oh, I wish you picked this one, or why'd you do that one? We get we get asked sometimes like that. But a little bit, we, we, we memed on white a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. But ultimately, like, again, I'll reiterate, I think it can do everything. I think people are giving it more bones than they should. They're giving it a harder time than they should, because I think white's actually good. It's fine. It's fine. It's seven out of ten. At the very best. <laughs> at the very tippy top end. <laughs> the point is, thank you, Gary, for sending in the deck. Thanks, everybody, for being here and listening. Thanks to FusionGamingOnline.com. They are your source for all, all your gaming needs. You can get any white card you want or any card that you want using special promo code CCO Spring to get yourself 5% off the shit that you were going to buy anyway. And we are going to be back next week for a very special 300th episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!